Welcome to The Smoke Break. I'm your host, your old pal Zane, here with Zoe Schwartz, Hello. Lucas Kopp, and Taylor Barrett. <laughs> What's up? <laughs> good, good job. Do you want to say hi? Oh, hi. hi. <laughs> oh, my bad. No, you're all good. You were grooving to the music. Yeah, that was good. It's pretty catchy. Uh, Lucas Kopp is a local comedian, uh, not a local cop, so uh, we decided to have him on the podcast. <laughs> mm-hmm. Welcome, well, you don't welcome. know anything about me. You don't know. That well, really we're about to. We're about ACAP to. does not include Lucas. Uh-huh. Yes, he is the exception to the rule. Um, so yeah, this week we're we're talking about um, processing pain through art. <sighs> okay, here we go. Hefty topic. Ready? Yeah, hefty topic. Here we go. Has anybody processed uh, pain with? I art? thought we were talking about Taylor's foot thing. No, nope. that, <laughs> that's that's the next episode. That's next episode. <laughs> mm. what, what, what foot thing? Mm. <laughs> you seem like you're somebody who processes with uh, with feet. Pro- <laughs> yeah, no, I process with no, feet all Taylor. the time. <laughs> no, I do. I do, and I don't. That's I, after I process. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> That's a, that's a part of the process. Yeah. That's how he decompresses after. Uh, no, no, I, I, dude, I, I like. That's why I like your jokes. I do like your jokes because I feel like you are processing your pain yeah. in a lot of ways, and I think that's cool. I allude to it, mm. but I don't specifically talk about it, and I feel like I'm just not far away enough from a lot of things. Yeah. So you think that there needs to be like a certain amount of time between you and the thing before you can start to process? Not necessarily. Maybe not time, but more like effort in healing and getting my shit together. Sure. And then I'll write a hilarious joke, maybe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, how like how far along in the process do you feel like you kind of have to like get with? Mm, this is as close to therapy as I've ever gotten. <laughs> really? So you have you never been to therapy? Uh uh-uh, uh. Uh-uh. Really? Okay. Uh-huh. That's why you started deflecting as soon as the episode started. <laughs> yeah. You're just like this is about Taylor's feet thing, right? <laughs> Jesus. Like, there's a name for this. We'll get to it. Yeah. Well, that's the second uh, time. But yeah, nah, man, I need to go. I need okay. I need to seek help. No, yeah. it's okay. That. Everybody goes to therapy on their own time. Don't yeah. shame him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, no, no, no shaming. You're I taking think, too long. I, I I do think there there isn't a single person on the planet, neurotypical, healthy, whatever, that wouldn't benefit from therapy at some point. Mm. And I, I think that a lot of people are like, well, I'm fine, you know, but there's there's always a pretty good benefit into talking to somebody about your psyche and just mm-hmm. you know stuff like that. Even if you're not trying to grow from trauma or anything you just kind of like having a, a sounding board to just you mm-hmm. know like reference things you processed in your life can, can help a lot mm-hmm. yeah it's well, very you, revealing you started going to pro- uh, therapy recently how's that been with like sort of processing things um it's 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 been really helpful because uh, uh i started doing like the the video therapy instead of just phone calls which mm. seemed to be a, a little bit more more helpful telehealth um, uh, what it's called telehealth <laughs> telehealth <laughs> there's a name for it uh, but, <laughs> yeah the the it's it's been really cool with this specific therapist too because through the same uh, uh, company that I was trying to get a therapist from, I had one for a little bit, and then she went to a new place, and she uh, now we had to get a new therapist, and then I had another one for a little bit. Exact same thing happened, so mm-hmm. I was kind of going through this like repeated process of like feeling like it was almost pointless, and this new one has made me feel a lot better about it, and made me feel very comforted, and uh, it's 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 been very eye opening, and I've been able to like process things through a video chat i feel like because mm-hmm. like, she's like dissecting body language at the same time too you know yeah. me being fidgety or stuff like that and like uh it's 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 been cool hearing her kind of like pick my brain for me sometimes in, in areas that i'm i, I struggle to sure was sure. there a specific thing that made you like her more she seemed a little more like um i don't even know the best word for it. a little more receptive to a lot of the mm-hmm. things without necessarily seeking a direct immediate answer she wanted to collect a lot of information she wanted to ask me how i felt about stuff you know instead of just it being like well this happened because of this there was a lot it seemed like there was a lot more back and forth uh helping mm-hmm. me get to a solution instead of her just like putting a solution in front of me mm-hmm. 
Yeah, yeah, that was a good question, by the way. Yeah, that was a good question. That's how it's supposed to be. You're not supposed to have an agenda when you're a therapist. You're supposed the agenda is supposed to be like whatever the person finds through the process. You know, yeah, yeah, like the the end goal isn't to like have like I'm going to do this for them. It's like I'm going to help them do whatever they discover they want to do on this journey. Like that should be what is person centered is what it's called or client centered. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And she's definitely made me feel like that. And even if the other two were attempting to do that, and maybe that might have landed better with other with other people, but uh, this one has definitely made me feel like that. Yeah, good. Yeah, Mm -hmm. that's good. What about you, Zoe? Uh, what about uh have you tried processing your pain through art <clears throat> i mean yeah i think everybody has in some way or another but i mean yeah i've tried to write jokes about stuff that's like been painful and i think it's i think you're right i think like it depends on how long it's been and sometimes when you do it uh comes out <laughs> like you're not over it and then it's not mm. funny or you yeah. seem bitter so yeah i've tried it all but then i have also gotten to the place where i could joke about it just wasn't that great of a joke, but it was still fun to like yeah. write a joke mm-hmm. about something that was like my dog died a while ago and I wrote a dumb joke about it, mm. uh, which I didn't think I would be able to. So, yeah. 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 No, I, I, I personally have like tried to process a lot of my pain through through art, whether it's hip hop, whether it's comedy. Mm. Um, and there have been varying results. There's certain things that like I think that. I've noticed that if I'm not through it yet, then like the audience can't laugh along because like they can tell if you're over it, you know, Mm -hmm. like, oh, that hurt him. (laughs) Yeah, that hurt him to bring back up. And you have to be over the hurt before it's funny. Well, then mm -hmm. people just feel bad for you. Yeah. Well, and I think the thing that happens is like if you're not over it, then you have the pain of the thing happening. Plus the pain of people not responding the way you want them to. Yeah. 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 And then the opposite of processing. It's like exacerbating. Yeah. Yeah. Way worse. Yeah, you're like now I feel uh, vulnerable and mm-hmm. hurt. <laughs> yeah, no, I definitely think that that. Uh, so, like, what is what do you think is the benefit of processing your pain uh, through art, mm. Lucas? I think the benefit would because it's like I feel like there's a, a immense satisfaction if you get people to laugh at something that that is painful for you. Because like I've talked about, like I've had a couple moments in comedy where it's like this is what it's all about, you know. Mm-hmm. Where like I've had people come and be like, I've experienced something like that, and it's cool to hear you talk about. Yeah, it. Yeah. Totally. yeah, you know, and that is really satisfying. It's like a you give someone else like a release, yeah, and yourself because it's like you get the laugh. But if it bombs, then you know, no. <laughs> no. yeah, yeah so exposed no. and shitty. No, yeah, it didn't work. I, I'd imagine providing somebody that relatability is probably really satisfying. Where it's like, mm-hmm. oh, especially when you're looking for that in in a lot of places through the music or comedy or anything. When you're when you're satisfied seeing somebody talk about stuff that you're relating to, mm-hmm. I can imagine somebody coming up to you and being like, "I related to that, but I didn't know how to say it." That's probably you're like passing on that satisfaction. And ideally, that's the point of comedy, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, to make people laugh and make them laugh at something that's fucked up. Yeah. yeah, that is kind of that's a a point. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. I didn't know how to vo- like articulate or ashamed yeah. to articulate or. Mm-hmm. Well, I think for me, that's like why the reason why I process the way that I do is because I saw people talk about things that were were difficult or confusing or. Like, I think Bill Burr talking about, like, uh, how how homophobic dudes are, where they're just mm. like, what, are you gay? You're wearing, you have an umbrella, you know? And it was just, like, me seeing stuff like that and and not really knowing how to process it. And mm. then somebody making, like, a joke out of it and being mm. like, yeah, this is really dumb. Why do we act like mm. this? Like, that's that's been something that, like, for me has always been a point of connection is, like, yes, that is very dumb. Why do we do that? Mm. You know? Like, it, it makes you laugh at yourself almost. Mm. I was, yeah. wasn't, you know, Ali Sadiq is? Mm-mm. 
he dropped a special called. I recognize that. And then he like dropped a special called Loss, and it's just the whole theme. Like he, I, he sobs on stage. Yeah. Wow. Like straight up sob, wow. and it made me sob. I cried like a bitch. I haven't. <laughs> I've never watched a stand up special and cried like a child, and I just yeah. couldn't even believe. But then he brings it all the way. Like the energy is low and as dark as it can be, and then brings it back. Yeah. And yeah. I've just never seen anything like it. And yeah. It yeah, kind of changed my perspective on what even comedy is, like yeah. what you can do with the with the yeah. art form. Well, and I think it's kind of like life where it's like there you're, there can't be the highs without the lows, mm-hmm. you know, and like being able to bring that about as a comedian to like take people to mm-hmm. a dark spot where they're like, man, this is really heavy. And then to bring mm-hmm. them back out of it, it's like the ultimate, you know, dug yourself out of a hole. Mm-hmm. I think um, a really unique part of processing uh, pain through art is the ability to kind of like provide your own third party perspective on it. Like, like uh, as when I'm writing scenes or just like dialogue or anything like that, there's a lot of times where I'm like, I'm just kind of jotting down what actually happened mm-hmm. or just like traumatic things or just things that I've, I've struggled with. And I'm able to kind of like offer this character forgiveness. And that mm-hmm. even though this is a self insert, I'm like, this mm-hmm. person deserves forgiveness. This person deserves understanding. And it, it's weird. It's weird being able to provide that for myself through writing a character. That's a self insert kind of thing. And yeah, yeah. It's, 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 it's very comforting and it, it feels, it feels like a lot of growth, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, there's even like a type of therapy called narrative therapy where they like have you like rewrite your story, like in oh, a way damn. that makes mm-hmm. you feel safe or like, like you give yourself the thing you needed that you didn't have or like you write the story in a way where you were able mm-hmm. to like, yeah, get what you needed in a time where you didn't or whatever or like fix the thing or yeah, so that's mm-hmm. totally a thing. It's been making <laughs> writing myself as a character difficult because doing that is, I'm like, well, I don't want to, you know, like write from like a masturbatory standpoint. I don't want to be just like telling, making myself this cool person or whatever. Mm-hmm. And it, it's there, there has to be a level of like, obviously you want to write the story, you want to make it a good story, but at the same time, you want to be true to the events and the experiences that mm-hmm. that, that you experienced to get, make it a, like a, a real story. What did you say? A mm. Masturbatory story? Masturbatory. Yeah. Yeah. Masturbatory. Masturbatory. Yeah. That's good. Masturbatory. <laughs> Wait, what word is that? Ma- the masturbatory where you're, it, you're, <laughs> you're just jacking yourself off. Yeah, yeah. You're, 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 you're making all, yourself look cool. Oh, you're making okay. yourself I'm like, it's yeah. literally, that's a word? Oh yeah. my God. I've never, yeah. I was like, did you just say masturbatory? And I'm just super casually, like we all knew what the fuck that meant. Like, <laughs> Three dudes did. Uh, <laughs> I mean, did you catch it? Have you heard that word before? Yeah. yeah I learned that word from him. Yeah. It was pretty smooth. Well, I knew it. Yeah. Yeah. But it's, it's basically just the idea of like writing yourself so well that you're like, yep, look at me. And then mm-hmm. I handled everything perfectly. So silly, mm-hmm. masturbatory. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Sorry, that was a derailment. No, you're all good. You're all good. <laughs> so uh, we talked a little bit about the benefits of processing through art. What do you think are some of the drawbacks? Because mm. I've even I had my aunt come up to me because I have a joke. Where I've been to 24 funerals now at mm-hmm. 24. It's a lot of fucking people. Yeah, yeah, you're only 24 funerals. years old. That's I mean, one for every year you've been alive. It really the math. You know, it didn't work out. It's but a like, that, yeah, it is. And it's pretty rough. And I, remember I have a joke where I said, like, I, I got I've been to so many hospice hospitals. Like, I'm less nervous about seeing the dying relative and more nervous about like saying see you later or something. You know, <laughs> about what I'm gonna say. That's good. It, I think it's funny. But I remember my aunt came up to me like, you know, it seems like you're just talking like you're death is in your head because I was like I was telling my family like I'm one of the oldest people in my family mm-hmm. because of all those like those funerals end up like that it's just a number but that number is something that I that I deal with yeah, yeah. and like at 24 I'm one of the older people in my family That's and someone wild. people come to you know and I always tell the younger people in my family it's like you guys are obsessed with death you can't think about it all the time but maybe I am in a way too and it just comes out through some of the jokes I write yeah but how are you not going to be if it's been that much of it's part of your life I mean I'm not obsessed with it but mm-hmm. I mean I think like it's part of your lens it is something I, you're very conscious about for sure yeah, yeah this is something yeah. I live with yeah so is that something that you talk about a lot on stage is is grief and loss and stuff like that it pops up like I, I've just I've seen a lot of people die and it, it, it pops up but I d- haven't delved into it like 
like I could. And mm-hmm. I feel like it is. I think I might actually find some relief diving into it. But yeah. like there yeah. have been times where I've tried to write a joke and then my voice broke in the middle of the joke. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, like I cry and I'm not crying on stage. These people aren't going to see me sweat. Yeah. yeah. Hell no. Yeah. So we're going to get you to cry on this podcast. Maybe. <laughs> Maybe, like I said, this is close to therapy. I got one getting. person this I missed the one time. I was like, that would have been my Oprah moment. I'm having one. <laughs> I'm just kidding. So I think if I'm able, I think I need to process my shit a little better to get into it. But I, I tap on it, like I yeah. allude to things. Yeah, and yeah. I, that's yeah. Well, that's more than most people do that aren't in therapy. So yeah. you know, mm-hmm. kudos to you for that. Yeah. For sure. <laughs> He's really judging him for not being in therapy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, <laughs> I mean most people that aren't in therapy. You know, this is I'm just, I'm just saying, you know, because okay. I've never been to therapy. Like you 24. just got to therapy. Young, t- no, yeah, I'm just kidding. Like, <laughs> I've been trying. No, but so would you say that like you anticipate part of your like comedic journey being to like take on bigger subjects? Well, like that's that? why I was talking about that. That special where this motherfucker cry- he sobbed in the middle of a set, had yeah. a full breakdown, and then brought it back, and it made me have because like the things he was talking about, I could relate to. He yeah. was talking yeah. about like losing his little sister, and I have like I'm worried about that type. Yeah, of thing, yeah. Because you know? that's all I got. The younger people are all yeah. I got at this point everybody old is dead so it's like him talking about something that that could touch me like that and something he's gone through and i feel like maybe i could go through yeah that that touch and it's just the way he made it funny still like he didn't even make it funny he talked about it and then like his transition was like the only thing that made me laugh during that time and then did a bit and then talked about something like so he didn't even make that thing funny. he just got it out and then moved on well and i think there's a certain amount of like when you're talking about heavier stuff like that you have to be comfortable with silence Mm -hmm. you know and that's something i've never been comfortable with is Mm. that's why i have such short quick jokes Uh, is because i don't like the silence i don't like sitting in it i don't like telling a joke and and i know at the end that it's going to be funny Mm. but like i need you to trust that me through the process yeah it's hard Mm -hmm. sometimes you lose it when you're waiting for it like yeah if you have there's too much of a pause before the funny part yeah yeah so I, I think it's sure. just a, a certain amount of like getting comfortable with yourself and getting comfortable enough with the audience to trust, trusting yourself that it'll be funny, but trusting them to trust you. Or just, mm-hmm. even if it's not funny that you'll bring them back and you'll get the message across that you wanted. Even like, cause it sounds like he wasn't trying to be funny in that moment. Mm-mm. Yeah. But it was exactly. almost like, not at all. it was almost like the skill of being able to be not funny and then go back to doing a comedy show. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, that's because the audience was still enthralled. They yeah. just weren't laughing. Yeah, you know? yeah, that's exactly. a different thing, yeah. and that, that takes growth as a comic and as a person. Yeah, yeah that's, that's that seems like a very like Shakespearean approach too, where yeah. like the 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 tragedy leads to the comedy, mm-hmm. and then they are adjacent to each other. They're yeah, they're related. The juxtaposition. Mm-hmm. Yeah, whatever, that's yeah. the word. I'm, I'm yeah. Saying, it's kind of important. Yeah. Yeah, 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 definitely. All right, well, cool. We're gonna take a real quick commercial break, and we'll be right back with the smoke break. We're here every Sunday from nine to ten a.m. on Shady Pines Radio, as well as Pretty Dope Experience Radio. Very cool. And we are back with the smoke break. Uh, so our next topic that we're going to talk about is avoidance. Mm. Nobody make any dumb jokes. We already did them earlier. I was I take. You panicked. You, you, you obviously, you're <laughs> like, I did it unintentionally. I don't want to talk about avoidance. Mm. So avoidance. Um, that's something that I, I find myself, um, I would say in the past, it's it's something that I've definitely, like, it's easier to not deal with it than it is to find out that, like, I may have dealt with it wrong, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, it's easier to just not have it handled than to be like, well, I'm going to try and handle it, and what if I do it not the way I want to? Mm-hmm. Um, so I feel like a lot of times uh, it's a tendency, but... What about you? Do you do? Does anybody here avoid anything ever? <laughs> <laughs> Never, nothing. No, no, I deal with everything head on. I got all the stuff done this morning that I was. You did, on. yeah. No, Zoe I'm, actually I'm, did. No, I'm totally lying. I did. Oh, okay. Not, not I only close. avoid therapy. <laughs> I only <laughs> avoid therapy. <laughs> I'm although I definitely didn't get all the things done. <laughs> I would say because there was like like I was talking about like I had a there was a crisis in my family, some things mm-hmm. I was dealing with, and that. 
I had to do comedy because I was, I was talking about earlier, like you have obligations in comedy, you get booked on shows, you run shows, and no matter what you're going through in your life, most of the time you should, if you're a professional, you got to go do what you were booked to do. And if you want to get booked again, yeah. you have yeah. to do it, you yeah. know, but I remember I was hosting this goddamn open mic with 50 comedians and like I have a full crisis in my phone. Like I'm worried I'm going to get a phone call that has bad news or I'm going to have to go yeah. and talk a motherfucker down. You know, I don't know what's going to happen and I'm just bombing my ass off between 50 comics. It was, it was the worst. And after that, I took a week off of comedy in a way I avoided comedy because I had to go. I had to avoid this to handle this. Yeah. You know what I mean? And So do you think avoidance can be positive? That's what, like, sometimes you can't do everything at once. Yeah. So you're going to have to shut down some things mm -hmm. to deal with another. You yeah, know? Mm -hmm. definitely. Yeah. I think it's like a balance, too, of like knowing when. Like, sometimes mm -hmm. leaning into the thing that you love is like a good distraction, mm -hmm. right? But then other times it's like, this sucks, and I this is like, I need to have these feelings outside of this space. Like, I need space from this. Mm -hmm. Other times it could be like, I need to lean into this so I'm not overthinking about it, right? Mm -hmm. But it sounds like in that situation, you needed some space from it. I, so I think it's like listening to yourself, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, but, a lot of time you are right like listening to yourself isn't boring I knew I had to yeah. handle that thing and it's also like when I went to go handle what was going on I was so immersed in that like I couldn't even I can't tell my little dick jokes you know like, yeah. just, they don't, they don't come out right sincere. Yeah, yeah. no it's not sincere at all like I'm looking at me like this nothing's funny like people ask me like this not shit's funny right now yeah no you know? totally just sometimes you just don't feel funny yeah, yeah. when you're going through shit yeah yeah, and it's almost like it makes comedy unfun when you go there feeling that way, and then you're like, mm -hmm. I'm not fucking funny, and then it's like, maybe mm -hmm. I should have just taken some space from comedy because I just didn't have mm -hmm. the capacity to be funny this week. Instead, now I feel grumpy about my jokes or whatever, you know? Yeah. Like, So yeah, but I mean, we're all human, but... Yeah, Taylor, what about you? Do you ever feel find yourself avoiding things? Uh, Yeah, I, I'm definitely guilty of that, and I think it, it shows up in really, really weird ways sometimes. Like, um... The most obvious example that I have was I, I, you know, I think everybody has everybody that drinks has had an issue. We kind of like regulating what is too much, you know, or early mid twenties. You're kind of figuring out what your limit is and realizing that your body might not be as forgiving as it was when you were 21. Yeah, and uh, and I realized that I was kind of using alcohol to like just avoid a lot of things, to avoid a lot of emotions that I needed to process and it was really easy to just kind of put this fog around my brain and just let it kind of let all these things exist in that fog, but they weren't in front of me. You know what I mean? They were just kind of floating around in this ether that I wasn't having to deal with. And uh, there was, there was a month where I decided to get sober and that allowed me to process a lot of things and then kind of reapproach alcohol as not like, not a coping mechanism. I'd be lying if I said it, it, mm. it, it, it never is, you know what I mean? I'm, 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 I'm only human, but it, it's been able it's allowed me to like evaluate what what i'm using it for what the effects that it's having on me you know what i mean like i i, I would go drink too much very regularly and i i mm. very recently was the first time in a long time where i i, I drank too much and i i wasn't feeling too good the next morning mm -hmm. but that that was a it wasn't like every time i drank i was feeling like that the next morning and i realized yeah. that, that was that was a, a weird thing that i'd been avoiding processing and dealing with and, so you've mm -hmm. used alcohol in the past as like a way of avoiding dealing with something mm -hmm. yeah absolutely De dealing with whatever you know what i mean and it, it was it was weird kind of lifting that fog voluntarily and realizing that you can't just kind of line these things up and process them one mm -hmm. at a time when you when you've been pushing them out into this fog they all just kind of slowly close in on you and all these mm -hmm. things that you've been avoiding will just kind of hit you in, in a hard way and that was that was something that i i had to process you know there was a week where i was just really really not doing yeah. good and i had to i had to process and 
reevaluate a lot of things. It, it felt like my reality took like a 90 degree turn and me catching up to that was just really, really slow. And I had to, I had to very voluntarily push through a lot of those emotions yeah. to, to get to that acceptance and, and stop avoiding a lot of things. Yeah. Um, well, I, I think an important word that you brought up is acceptance, you know, is I th feel like a lot of times with the things that we're avoiding, like if we accept them as they are, then there's really no need to avoid them. You know, it's I feel like the times that I'm avoiding something is because I don't want to accept the reality of whatever the answer might be. Absolutely. You know, like I'll I'll not have a difficult conversation because the, what if the answer is not what I want it to be? Mm. You know, so it's easier to not. But if I accept that the answer that I'm going to get isn't the answer that I want, then there's no need for me to avoid it. At that point, it's just like, all right, well, let's let's get that answer out of the way so that way I can, you know, talk to the next person, you know, and, mm. and try and navigate this as best I can. Um, what about you, Zoe? Is there anything that you feel like you avoid? I mean, of course, yeah. Um, <laughs> lots of things. <laughs> Nothing. Yeah, no, I never avoid anything. Yeah, I mean, I, I keep thinking about like procrastination, but mm. but yeah, sure. no, I think I can relate to that like avoiding. Yeah, I definitely do procrastinate things like that seem difficult and then they become more difficult. That's something I hate about myself. But. Yeah, <laughs> just things like that that I don't want to have to do. I, I like I, I, I don't want to have to go do this thing, yeah. so I'm going to delay it as long as I can. Yeah, mm -hmm. totally. Yeah, and I think that's similar to like avoidance. Pro procrastination is partially avoidance but yeah i think um i don't know i'm trying to think about it i think it just makes it worse usually like yeah but i do i have a hard well, i have adhd so it's really hard for me to do things when i think i'm gonna do them so that's something that's challenging for well, me and something <laughs> i think that you've said in the past is like the things that you avoid uh you just kind of like prolong the anxiety of it mm -hmm. you know yeah. if you're like i don't want to do this because it makes me anxious and mm -hmm. so you just keep on putting it off yeah. but you're just taking the anxiety that you would have like yeah, no, been... it makes it worse actually i think that relates Building. to kind of like the pushing it into the fog thing that i was saying mm -hmm. where it's yeah. like that, that now this anxiety is sitting in the fog but this other thing is going to show up that i'm also choosing not to deal with and mm -hmm. when yeah. when when i decide to lift the fog they're all going to kind of close in and, and instead of dealing with them as they come i kind of had to you know <laughs> juggle juggle five things at once and that, that mm -hmm. was stressful yeah well and it's like literally like if you avoid things, the anxiety builds. Mm -hmm. And if you just do them, then you show yourself that it's not as scary as you feel. But like avoidance actually increases anxiety. So yeah. that's like Definitely. something I learned. Uh, yeah. What so, about you? Do you feel like you uh, procrastinate, Lucas? No, I'm actually a very, like, ironically, I'm like a productive avoider. You know what okay. I mean? Like when I have something that, like, I'm, I watched my mom die, you know, like I held her hand and watched her die. Mm -hmm. And I, I looked at the date. It's hilarious. I, I, no, I looked at the dates and I was like a link crew leader. You know what link crew is? Mm -mm. They're like senior leaders to freshmen. And it was oh. like four days after I watched my mom die, I went into freshman orientation and like gave these kids like a speech. And I don't like, I they, you have to like walk on lily pads to explain your life story. And like all these little freshmen, I was like, you know, I came here, I graduated, did this, did this. You were a senior then, in high school? Yeah. Uh -huh. And I stepped on the last lily pad and then my mom died. And that's life, you know? Like, <laughs> you know? And then I would, but, <laughs> but after that, like I had the best grades I ever had after my mom died. I ran my ass off in cross country. Like, you just but dove I, into the shit. I did. I just, but I, I never actually dealt with the things in my yeah. head. I just did all my obligations. I just did the best I could. And went crazy. Like I ran until I blew my knees out. Like I played basketball every day. I did all my. I, I went crazy in a weird way. Like I, yeah. I got so productive in a different sense where I, I'm to not avoid. dealing with this thing yeah. though. Yeah. yeah, you were overcompensating yeah. with like other things instead of feeling the maybe like blowing your knees out. It's like, oh, well, you're feeling pain that way, but you're not letting yourself feel the mm -hmm. emotional pain. Like, yeah. yeah, no, I I think that you know. Thank you for sharing that. Yeah. Um, 
because yeah, I definitely feel like there is like a tendency, especially like when we're hurting, like I'm very much like work oriented where Mm -hmm. I'm just like, I'm hurting, but I need to make money. So if Mm -hmm. I'm working, then I'm not thinking about the thing I'm thinking about Mm -hmm. and I'm making money. I'm technically doing everything capitalism asked, you know what I mean? So it's like, you feel like you're productive, but at the same time, like if you're avoiding something, if your productivity is at the cost of you avoiding something, then it's Mm -hmm. like that eventually is just going to like, once you're done doing the thing, it's going to come crashing Mm -hmm. back in kind of like the fog that Taylor was talking about. I I think there is kind of a valiant like piece of that though. It's Mm -hmm. like, because once you're able to start processing the anxiety, you, you didn't, you didn't just do more things that made you anxious and you weren't avoidant of all these tasks that you needed to do. You can, you can process these things with kind of like a badge of honor where you were, you handled all these things. You did all these things and you, you don't have to worry about, you know, making money now because you hustled so hard. You don't mm-hmm. have to worry about you know, maybe graduating because you hustled so hard mm-hmm. or doing all these things. You can look back at me and be proud of, like proud of some of the accomplishments you were able to make while you were kind of in the throes of it and then mm. and then you can process your stuff but it, it's it's very person to person it is because it's like you accomplish all these things but you're crazy you know yeah like, yeah you're insane and i so it's like a give and take where it's like i probably should have slowed down for a second because the like the bad part about it is like ostensibly you, you look fine yeah. people yeah. think you're doing great yeah yeah, so yeah. you don't get the help you might have needed Yes. Yeah. You look good. You know? Yeah. Look good. Well, that's shit. The, I, ha- I have perfectionism. I'm, yeah. I'm glad that you bring that up because there's a lot of people who will just be like, yeah, man, I saw the podcast. I saw you mm. doing this. It looks like you're super busy. And I'm just like, that means I'm hurting and I'm trying to find somewhere to put it. No, fucking actually, psycho. Help no, me. That's Help me right really fucking funny. now. That's funny because somebody said that to me one time about like my social media presence like a long time ago. And I was going through like the worst breakup and I was so miserable. Mm. But I was posting a lot of like thirst traps and stuff mm. because I was like trying to feel better about my I don't mm. do that shit anymore. But mm. somebody was like, and I was like, this one friend like didn't check on me for a while and I was like this fucking bitch like I'm so sad how is she not like and when we finally talked she was like I mean, you just seem like you were doing so just looking good. like a baddie yes, every like day. People <laughs> were like, you just seem like you were doing so good. I was like, oh, so this is hurting me because I'm mm. fucking dying inside and people mm. aren't reaching out to me because I'm on the Internet. Like, hey. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, yeah. And that way it wasn't beneficial. I was like not getting the support I needed because people thought I didn't need it because mm-hmm. I was fronting. Yeah. How does how does that usually like I, I, I don't want to say fucking how does that feel? But I mean, mm. how does it feel when you when you're not being validated because you are so busy? Mm. I don't even think about it. I just yeah. get busy. Like fuck you just it. get busy. You know, it is what it is, and I don't know. I this know. is why you haven't been to therapy. Yeah, it is. <laughs> fuck it. it. Did somebody all... call you out on it, or did you notice this? Like, when did you have this realization that that's what you were doing? I'm a pretty. I'm pretty introspective. I try to be introspective. Yeah. I like you got to think about what you're doing. Mm-hmm. It's like it's always one. Like I worked. At, I was a UPS driver for a little bit. Mm-hmm. I was working like I delivered the vaccine when things first had. Like I was delivering to the back okay. of hospitals. I worked sixty hours a week, and I was going fucking crazy. You mm-hmm. know, and I, I still like, and it was. Only like I turned 21. As soon as I turned 21, I did that. And it's like my mom died when I was 16. And I just, I just always like I never stopped moving. Yeah. And yeah. I just think I, when I quit UPS though, because I worked there for like a year, bust my ass, I quit. And then everything slowed down mm. right away. And then it's like, oh shit, I need to think. I'm like, I've been, I've been drinking every day. I, you yeah. know, I, I have to think about all these things that I was doing. And then, you know, that's when you realize that you were going hard for that reason yeah yeah and i gotta help myself to an extent and tell people i need help like it's on yeah. me to tell people yeah. like i am fucked up and i need assistance we've talked yeah. about that before you know? too yeah like but you can't just expect other people to figure it out yeah, yeah. yeah. he's yeah. working yeah. really like, hard he must be hurting he, yeah. like nobody's gonna make that connection yeah nobody's gonna make that connection things yeah it, it's really easy to just assume that people i'm definitely guilty of that too where i, I see people and i'm like damn their life is really good you know and mm-hmm. it's like for all i know they can be fucking miserable and they're coping yeah the better your life looks on the like on the internet like the worst you're doing a lot of the time yeah for sure my facebook presence killer my fucking brain yeah yeah. (laughs) that's that's (laughs) 
I thought you were going to say that, and then you hesitated, and I was like, oh, so he's not going to say it. And then you said it. I'm not going to say it. I don't even know what you said. This is for you to say. What did you say? (laughs) You can watch the episode. Yeah, watch watch the episode. Watch the episode. I'm just kidding. I said I'm not going to. That's that's so silly, too, because that's such a thing that was like the the stay away from drugs thing where you're like, yeah, of of course, duh. And then like when the internet and internet presence became a thing, it it was such a common rhetoric for people to be like, well, you know, that's not real, right? You know, that's Mm -hmm. just what people post online. You're like, okay, sure, duh. And then you go through it and you're like, oh shit, that is, I was not the person that was yeah. posting online. Yeah, no, right. It really was like once I re- once people did it to me, then I was like, oh yeah, that's most people that are, that look like they're doing really well. It's like, you're trying to push, mm. like that's, it's like a, it's like a, you know, fake it till you make it kind of a thing. Yeah. I, I found myself trying to participate in that too, where I'm like, well, maybe if I just post a bunch, I'll start getting better. If I just, mm. you know, start sharing stuff and like taking selfies and doing all this stuff, I'll, I'll start feeling better. And I feel like I really have to like pull back and just be like that's not how you do it dog that's not mm-hmm. how you do it no. yeah yeah definitely yeah, thirst traps don't come from self-love I'm gonna start putting <laughs> thirst traps <laughs> yeah anyway. Taylor's me, gonna start didn't. doing <laughs> thirst traps get ready he's gonna unbutton the Hawaiian shirt the more it's of my cleavage is out the more sad I am <laughs> <laughs> take a button. Yeah, I, I can do like damn Zoe posted a sexy picture Johnny Depp I want I want when people watch the clips it just to get lower lower every commercial break you shouldn't be wearing a shirt by the end yeah there we go um, so one last question before we wrap this up. Um, so do you feel like the avoidance of dealing with that initial loss was something that you find that finally caught up with you? I think it's still catching up. Cause I mean, not really. Cause I remember like, I had nightmare. Like that was why I was drinking so much. Like if I didn't drink or smoke Halloween, I'd have a nightmare every night. Sure. You know, and that just recently stopped in like the past, like probably seven months. But really? I, I like, I've been more sober than I've ever been. And I've, I talk about these things more with yeah, my family. Because I remember even when it first happened, all my siblings, we all stayed in our own rooms because like it happened when we were taking care of our older, our older sister took care of me and my little sister when it first mm-hmm. happened. You know, and we all processed it by locking ourselves in our rooms. Mm-hmm. So it was like, it was like a metaphor almost. It's like we're all locked in our brains. Yeah. It, was, it was weird. Sure. You know, and I, but I've taken the time to talk about what happened with them? It was like I was, it was I was weirdly surprised. Like, oh my god, you went through the same thing. That's crazy. Yeah, you know, it, yeah. No, like, yeah. I've taken the time to talk about it with my family more, and that actually helped a lot. Like, that's the family you have left of the people I you need to talk to. I feel like. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Definitely. Well, hey, I appreciate you coming yeah. and sharing that with us, and yeah, uh, yeah doing your f- first faux therapy session. Yeah, this was good. Yeah. Diet yeah. therapy. Good. I'm Diet sweating. Therapy. This is Can you good. Tell us more about that? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Awesome. Well, we're gonna take a real quick commercial break, and we'll be right back with the smoke break. We're here every Sunday from nine to ten a.m. on Shady Pines Radio. Pretty dope experience radio. Springtime is almost here, and like the flowers, we hope you bloom where you decide to plant yourself. Do you have a small business, or have you been thinking about starting one? We are here to help you establish roots that lead to blossoms of success and all other dad jokes and bad metaphors. Reach out for a free 30-minute consultation to discuss your business legal needs or branch out and attend one of our upcoming The More You Glow seminars. These are community-oriented learning events that focus on all sorts of small business and nonprofit topics. Tickets are sliding scale, 5 to $20, and you can visit our website, rationalunicorn.com, for more information. That's rationalunicorn.com. Through all the seasons, we do community business law for everyone in the community. And welcome back to The Smoke Break. Uh, Our musical guest this week, somebody who I've been excited to have on for such a long time, uh, please welcome Emiliano Raps. Thank you. Thank you, Zane. Excited to be here. I've got three songs for you. My first one is a six-minute epic about religion, so bear with me. We can play that track whenever. Yeah. 
This one's called Hustle Down. It's on YouTube. You can look me up at Miliano Raps on YouTube. Hustle Down. Hey. Hey, yo. If we were made in the image of God, why is our mental and temple so flawed? What are we meant to be in incidentally? Where is the evidence by the facade? Why the misleading and feeling of funny from God's representatives, ruthless and cunning? Why do they care about who marries who and it doesn't affect them? Like, what would they do if their great institution was ruined, of course? Half of all marriages end in divorce. Mostly convinced that we're all hypocrites, but this grossly and overly horrible morals are twisted and scripture is quoted like we really know everyone that rewrote it. The motive's exactly what you thought it'd be. Control of the followers, some of us see. All of us follow a person of thought. The difference is vision and what we've been taught. It's based on the evidence, not an illusion. Religion is starting from a false conclusion. Ask backwards and into the pale. You set out to prove your delusion and fail. Don't ask for sympathy, life is a mystery. But I don't believe in your tales. Why? If you look, you will find theories that prove that my faith isn't blind. Mutation, migration, will change over time. Put down your scriptures and open your mind. They tell me, read Matthew, read Luke, as long as we're name dropping. Maybe you should read the books of Docking, Sagan, and Hawkins. Fuck that up a little bit. But that's no way to live to me. That's a fucked up way to live to me. Why? Try to tell me. Man, I've been told life is hard Cause I don't have no faith in God Cause I don't believe what I read In a book utilized by cons, crooks, and thieves Please, facts are facts backed by evidence Your facts are backed by ink and dead presidents All lies, no relevance No design by intelligence I've been told life is hard Cause I don't have no faith in God Cause I don't believe what I read In a book utilized by cons, crooks, and thieves Please, facts are facts backed by evidence Your facts are backed by ink and dead presidents All misinformation, no relevance No Designed by intelligence. No design by intelligence. No design by intelligence. And most of my teachers said some fucked up shit, but, but, but. Most of my teachers were wrong about something, but most of these preachers are right about nothing except their wings. No halos in sight, no lie. They want to take away our rights. And I am not joking, but don't take my word for it. Go read on your own. I'll give you a minute, a second, a day. Just press pause, read, come back, press play. Done. What's your malady? It's easy to see God is a fallacy. Made to mold our morality. Lacking logic or reality. Bo came down from the mound. Having seen a burning bush to talk with lost ten count. Saying we don't follow any and we rushed to him. Bet you about a dollar that dick did mushrooms. He was probably Aesop rocking, tripping, get getting down like a shaman. Like we hear so often about what medicine men rocked in their medicine pouch. Drugs, a godlike vision, chemical reaction, mistaken for religion, a mission. Listen, I don't hate anyone, see, I just hate when you try to control me. Tell me what I can't see, tell me what I can or cannot be Tell me what I do or do not need, tell me what kind of life I should lead Tell me we live in the land of the free, just don't blaspheme, have sex or smoke weed Don't believe anybody but us, our book, our church, our truth you can trust Uh, Somehow I don't trust that Huh? I don't know why I don't trust that Yeah, I don't motherfucking trust that Hey, I've been told life is hard Cause I don't have no faith in God Cause I don't believe what I read In a book utilized by cons, crooks, and thieves Please, facts are facts backed by evidence Your facts are backed by ink and dead presidents All lies, no relevance No design by intelligence I've been told life is hard Cause I don't have no faith in God Cause I don't believe what I read In a book utilized by cons, crooks, and thieves Please, facts are facts backed by evidence Your facts are backed by ink and dead presidents
coincidence, all lies, no relevance, no design by intelligence. Now, I am not saying that I don't believe in anything, in anything. Now, I am not saying that I don't believe in anything. Yeah, yeah. I am not saying that I don't believe there's forces at work we cannot perceive. Nature is greater than what we can see. Paper to pull, lumber to tree. Humans achieve knowledge of earth. Humans empower necessity, birth, invention. But humans are flawed, so humans fought over their deities laws. Humans are driven by visions. Humans are cause. Affecting the catalyst. Humans are really humans, so they're battling. So they're battling over philosophy, over the land, over religions and over the fans, over the pious and over the damned. The lions are liars, they're eating the lambs. And the preachers pray, P-R-E-Y, not P-R-A-Y. Huh, I really can't say, can't see why we think and act that way. I should say they, you may quote, like it or not, we're all in the same boat. Same earth, same solar system, same universe, same plane of existence. So we gotta make do. Separate facts from that which is untrue. Separate school and religion. Separate scientific texts from fiction. This is the true quest of humankind. Have we learned our lesson? Religion limits knowledge and doesn't answer our questions. And that's no way to live to me. That's a fucked up way to live to me. I said that's no way to live to me. They always try to tell me. I've been told life is hard cause I don't have no faith in God Cause I don't believe what I read In a book utilized by cons, crooks, and thieves Please, facts are facts backed by evidence Your facts are backed by ink and dead presidents All lies, no relevance No design by intelligence I've been told life is hard cause I don't have no faith in God Cause I don't believe what I read In a book utilized by cons, crooks, and thieves Please, facts are facts backed by evidence Your facts are backed by ink and dead presidents All misinformation, no relevance No design by intelligence Intelligence. No design by intelligence. No design by intelligence. No design by intelligence. Oh, I almost went into a Jamaican accent there. My bad. Whew. It's hot out here. Holy shit, I don't think I've wrapped in the sun like this in my whole life. All right. Play that next track. This next one. Wait, which one is next? I think it's... Oh, yeah, the slogan. This song is about advertising. Uh. Yeah. Uh. You're in good hands. You're in good hands. Like... Yeah, 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 yeah. You're in good hands. You're in good hands. Look how good these uh. hands are. Like, yeah, yeah, listen, yeah. you're in good hands, what's in your wallet, get in the game, 15 minutes can save you 15% of your brain, nobody does it better than me, are you here for chemistry, hey, better live for chemistry, the greatest in amenities, the latest in amphetamines, the best possible outcome of capitalistic pedigree, reach out and touch someone, but where's the beef, beware once you pop, you can't stop, no relief, is it live or is it Memorex? If it's gotta be clean, it's gotta be tied Copping that Demorex So I can concentrate like Juicy Juice The very best I'm loving in my Blackberry Clutch to my hairy chest Because you're worth it A diamond is forever We answer to a higher authority Never let them see you sweat Never follow a better tomorrow Be all that you can be in the army Ended up having your chest hollow Imperialism is everywhere you wanna be Time for clarity The relentless pursuit of honesty When banks compete 
you win nothing Runs like a deer, double your pleasure, double your fucking fear Like a good neighbor, State Farm is wary And very concerned about your activities, sharing is caring So keep calm, carry on, the deep debt is very strong So we sweat, bury our heads against the canary in this very song It's in this very song Yeah, do you like it? Oh, I think you like it Maybe you should buy it, you should probably buy it if you, if you, if you, if you, if you like it, yeah, I think you like it, maybe you should buy it, you should probably buy it. I flow, finger licking good, taste the rainbow, eat fresh, unleash the beast, flavor the mango, does she get doesn't she think different, to cover the mink, a little trinkets, that distinction significant, we bring good things to life like Frankenstein, we make it happen like rapping about it, frankly I'm embracing ingenuity, when you get it you get a tradition of trust and a vision of us in the infinite Let's kick it intimate, they play us like an instrument Fucking us with the dollar, holler is insignificant Can you hear me now? That's progressive, culturally impotent, development arrested Mostly it is simple shit, when they feed you the music Better sound through engineering and fearing them who produced it Do the do, break out of the ordinary, just do it Infuse it with the mark of a man and refuse to fucking lose it Fly the friendly skies infested with drones Are they from a friend or an enemy? Like anyone knows Anything goes in Afghanistan Manly, yes, but I like it too I don't get mad, I only get glad When I got fighting to do And it might be with you The silver bullet, please don't squeeze the charming Arm in the trigger, now pull it It's not too late to sleep like a baby The happiest place on earth is a coffin They say I'm crazy There's something money can't buy for everything else It's amazing The love of it, the root of all evil And people that please pay me more tired than I thought I would be after two songs in the sun. Holy shit. That's hard work. All right. Whew, I got one more. This last one is about borders. It's also on YouTube. This one's called Catch. Go ahead and play that track. Yeah, this is about borders and how they fucking stuck. Yeah, these coppers trying to catch my meaning. They said it was illegal. The world is full of borders that only pertain to Seemingly feeble in the face of truth speaking Do I hit the booth leaking with reason and lit the beacon Seeking reciprocation of dreaming or even action Participation and conversational satisfaction So put away the pomp and circumstances tend to change You opened up the box of Pandora to free the slaves But how to flee the slaves? You probably didn't see the slaves as humans The dollar signs designed to help you mine and pave the ruins Man, hate to say it but I'm impatient If only I had the focus of ancient civilization Safety and comfort that we're all placed in To run in a place in time When the design was little demarcation 
I find lines hard to put faith in Who makes them and it's reasonably easy to fake them I can't stay, I can't stay I've gotta run, 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 run I can't stay, I can't stay I've gotta run, run, run away I can't stay, I can't stay I've gotta run, 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 run I can't stay, I can't stay Imaginary lines in the sand without lifting a hand And they list the demands they don't listen to man Much less woman, it's damn dumb, dumb, dumb politics They swear to God or Allah, ignore most of the power trips All of this is ours, kid, the call of risk, the hours live The fall of this, the tower is the empowerment power, kid See, we gotta banish these divisions Artificial incision, precision, cut with a scissor But is it what? For your vision When kids aren't free to visit a vision Cause the boulevards are blocked by a Certificates and permission slips I can't stay, I can't stay I've got to run, 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 run I can't stay, I can't stay I've got to run, run, run away I can't stay, I can't stay I've got to run, 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 run I can't stay, I can't stay Yeah, I spit hot flame And I kick it all through the pain of intelligence While the appreciate it that has been emiliano raps uh we will be right back after this commercial break what's up everybody it's late it's anna and we have a show for you called the outhouse it happens every sunday 7 to 8 pacific standard time on shady vines radio it sure does we got a lot of country music we got a lot of shit talk lots of shit talk so come on down treat it like it's your church every sunday we're here for you amen see y'all there all right and we are 
Right back with the smoke break. Welcome, uh, Emiliano Raps. Wow, Thank you. Yeah. you did indeed rap. That was I did. I do. For sure. I do. <laughs> I does. I does. <laughs> well, thank you so much for joining us. Um, yeah, this is cool. Thank you for having me. Yeah. It's literally cool in here, which yeah. I appreciate. Yeah, <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. We had to get a fan going in here, otherwise Zoe was gonna come undone. Yeah. <laughs> um. So yeah, do you have any uh, recent announcements that uh, you you want to share with the podcast, and then we can kind of transition to our next topic? Uh, nothing recent, but just, you know, you can find me on all social media, Emiliano Raps, YouTube, there's videos up there. And, okay. Uh, I am going to do a beat battle coming up soon, but I can't remember. It's the 29th, but. You know, okay, what's cool. A, what's, what's a beat battle? Uh, well, it's, I guess, not exactly a beat battle, but it's where I'm going to submit three beats. They're going to, I think, have people like freestyling over beats, and then there's going to be like judges, uh, judging and prizes. Okay. Figure okay. eight is the one. That yeah, like yeah. Runs yeah, it. figure yeah. eight super dope. Yeah. We've had him on the podcast. Oh, so. really? I didn't yeah. realize that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I forgot to put his name on the uh, title, but yeah, well, <laughs> I will go back and fix that. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so this week we're uh, we're talking about sexuality, which uh, not a common thing to talk about with rappers, but yeah, uh, yeah we actually, I, I will say myself, I am bisexual. Um, and me too. There, thank you. I was like, for the love of God, don't leave me hanging. You're, you're <laughs> what? Me too. Zane. Me too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you were just like, you're what? And then just panicked, I would have lost I my mind. Just, I should have just been like, well, I'm straight. I don't know what you're talking yeah, about. Yeah. <laughs> cool for you, dude. Yeah. Um, so yeah, what's that? What's the kind of journey with that been like for you? Well, for me, it just happened. Okay. I, uh, I went to see River Butcher who uh, transitioned to male. I was previously Rhea Butcher, a comedian. I don't know if you ever heard of him, but uh, he's very funny. And uh, it just got me thinking about gender first. Okay. And for a long time, I've thought maybe I was bi, but I didn't want to admit it. I have this weird thing with the opposite of most people. Like, I don't don't feel like coming out as queer is going to be get me discriminated by anti-queer people. I feel like if I say I'm queer, people who are like on the left or queer are going to be like, you're not really that. Yeah. And that's not real. That's not what people do at all. But that's just my idea is like, oh, I think as a like, you know, previously straight white male, I just thought like, oh, I don't have any room to claim any identity. Like I I have to like be an ally. I can't like, I can't just say I'm something I'm not. But then I realized, well, but I am. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So that was the big change is after seeing River butcher i was like oh just thinking about gender and the first thing i thought is i don't want to be thought of as a man like Mm -hmm. i don't think i really think of myself as a man sure Mm -hmm. and then after that it was just like oh and i'm definitely bi (laughs) yeah yeah, i think it was that was just kind of like a little they weren't really exactly related but like it was just like oh if you can start thinking of yourself as not necessarily male gendered, but then you can definitely yeah. think of yourself as whatever sexuality. Yeah. And it opens up the door for you to kind of question other things too, where you're yes. like, if, maybe if I'm not a dude, then maybe my 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 perception of what you know what like how that would operate, how I'm how I need to operate is gonna is gonna change a little bit. I've I've definitely experienced similar things. I like the the gender conversation that I had with myself kind of circled back around. And I was like, I'm a I'm I'm a guy. I'm a male. I've never really had a, a like a questioning that, but I I definitely wanted to go through the process of like, well, what if? Well, what if? And like, ask a lot of questions. And separately from that, the my experience with sexuality was just I I always thought I was bi from when I kind of like grasped the idea of sexuality and and preference and things like that. And I feel like I've kind of landed more in the pansexual realm. Mm-hmm. But that's that's a whole. They're they're like they're very adjacent. They're they're very similar. Yeah. And and the idea of sexuality is. It is a whole, you know, like <laughs> people call it like 
a spectrum very left to right. I think of it more as like a sphere. Like you can yeah. end up anywhere on yeah. the kind of some of this and over here a little bit too. Yeah. And there's a lot of there's a lot of different things that, that play into it. I have oh. a I have a joke about coming out as bi and my friend being pan and making it me feel like a crusty old conservative. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. it's it's Taylor's <laughs> fault. Yeah, that was you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you so. know, it's it's funny because my wife is bi and she really uh, expressed to me how she likes the label by and she's it's it's you know basic same idea basically but i watched this youtube video i wish i could remember the youtuber but he does like a lot of buy content and it was a really good video mm-hmm. where he said like something about if you have any amount of feeling toward whatever i don't want to say the same sex because any yeah. uh, any sex that's not the traditional one that you're supposed to like yeah you can be by. Like you can claim that, like any small. Oh, had I known that, I would have been in trouble. (laughs) (laughs) That's what really did it for me. It's like, oh, I just don't feel like because I haven't like had experience with men or non women or whatever. Yeah, uh, but it really, it really got similarly felt the same. Where I was just like, I haven't done anything, so how can I claim to be part of this space or part of this group or community? If I'm not cooking, how am I a chef? Yeah, yeah. I don't. I don't think it's that black and white too. I think a lot of preference goes into it, and I think um, you you can be ninety percent leaning towards preferring females and still be by exactly. and, mm-hmm. and that's 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 totally and, acceptable. And that video made that point to me and made it okay for me to say that because I definitely am like more attracted to women than any other gender. Sure, but it's like, and that stuck in my head and was like, oh, well, that means you just you have to be straight. You know? Yeah, right, yeah. It's like, well, <laughs> nine out of ten times is this. And you know what they say about doctors, you know? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. But I... I yeah, the 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 preference thing is really what we kind of like did it for me. Is like you can have preferences. You can, yeah, it's exactly. Not, it's not that black and Zoe, uh, from like kind of a like a clinical standpoint, like what mm-hmm. what do you uh, come across with like understanding of uh, sexuality and gender things like that? Well, from a clinical standpoint, did uh, I ask that question weird? <laughs> I just didn't know you were going to ask me that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Why? Well, um, give us a textbook. I'm like, there, there textbook is not really a perfect rundown. Yeah, I, don't yeah. know I ask bad questions. <laughs> yeah, like, uh, I don't know what that means. Um, I don't know. How do you relate to this topic? It's <laughs> <laughs> um, my new I don't question. Know. I didn't really know we were going to talk. I didn't. I wasn't prepared. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. I don't. Are really you straight? Know. I think you have to. I don't really know if I'm straight. Fair. I think. I guess what I think is that I think. Uh, that it's, I think a lot of our preferences are socially conditioned. And I yeah. think that if I'd been raised in a different culture, I probably would not be straight, but I think I am straight. But I also question a lot of whether that's uh, socially conditioned. Yeah, because I find women like physically attractive, but I'm way too intimidated to like pursue that. And I feel like I care way more about like what a man thinks of me. But I also think that's socially conditioned yeah, because I think sure. my value, because I was socialized to believe that my value is rooted in what ma- the male gaze. And so I think it's really... I mean, I think I'm mostly the male buys. I'm I'm mostly. (laughs) I was was like, I'm just going to have it. I I think I'm mostly straight because I don't feel like I think I'm in touch with my sexuality enough that I um, am like would know if I was repressing something that was seriously needing to come out because I don't think I would be able to because I'm very comfortable with my sexuality. But I definitely think I probably would have had by like I would be by if I wasn't more like I'm like afraid of what women think of my body, which is a whole nother conversation that people well, are. Sure. And that's on. that's the way I was for a long time. Yeah. I was like, oh, I would be by if I was raised differently or yeah. if things were different or whatever. And then I, at a certain point, I was just like, I am. Well, I was going to say, I, yeah. think, I think if yeah. we're considering it like in the same way that you're talking about it, then yeah, then I would probably like I don't really think there's such thing as being straight. I think it's a spectrum yeah. or a yeah. yeah, I think it's a very but I think I I often have questioned whether the reason I'm 
see myself as straight is because I'm socially conditioned to feel shame around the other time. Not that I'm, I'm ashamed, but it's in there somewhere. I mean, I'm sure it, it does seem like, you know, there's the thing that uh, people say, like, everyone's a little bi or whatever. And it's like probably true. It's like, yeah, why would we be completely attracted only to the yeah. opposite sex? Yeah. yeah. Like any individual. I think, uh, I think part of it comes down to like, for lack of better words, like the genitalia too. People are so bogged down on that. Yeah. And it's like, I, I can pretty confidently say I'm attracted to like femininity, but the genitalia, I don't give a shit. What, what, mm. what, what you're doing yeah. down there, what you were born with down there, what you choose to do with what down there does not change my attraction level to the person if I have already crossed the threshold of being attracted to them. Mm. Yeah. 90% of the time, I've ended up being attracted to females that I were born as female and and grew up as as, as female, but that has not negated the other yeah. 10% of the time where things outside of that, that 90% <laughs> exist. We don't have to be clean or anything. No, right? like it's no, all no. Weird. Yeah, because no. for me, honestly, like the big deciding factor was like, I want to suck a dick. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. That sounds I, really good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think that's a, lot, that's a lot of people's thing where they're just like, well, it, if that it, makes you buy, then same. <laughs> <laughs> well, and you know, for me, it was like, I want to suck any gender's dick. Yeah, you know, yeah, like yeah, I don't yeah. care what no, gender I, they I, are. I, I will like, suck her dick. Yeah. Yeah, no, I feel like I would have had sex with a woman if I wasn't like, had didn't have weird hangups. But I, yeah, yeah so. me too. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, I, I think that, you know, like, because I my mom was a lesbian, is still a lesbian. She might be asexual, was but yeah, was ex-lesbian. Um, but so like queerness was never like something that wasn't accepted within my house. You know, mm -hmm. like my grandfather was bi, my mom was a lesbian. Oh, cool. And I'm just and I'm like, yeah, probably straight. And it's like. I mean, a lesbian mom, that's like, I grew up with tons of kids with, les like, friends with lesbian moms. Yeah. But a bi grandpa, that's yeah. something you don't hear very often. Yeah. That's wild. That dude cross dressed. That's cool. Uh, oh, that's great. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. don't think we're supposed to use that term. Dude? No. <laughs> <laughs> You're right. It's a bad word. <laughs> no, cross dressing. Well, inform oh. me that way I can be more. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I mean, I think that means that somebody, I don't know. I just don't. I think it's, I think that term has been used for, like, and maybe the, I don't know. Maybe well, I think yeah. it might be a little outdated, but I don't, I, I think people, I you know, people who aren't trans, like men who just want to dress like women, I think, yeah, I think would still say they. Cross yeah, I guess dress. I don't know if cross dress is the appropriate term, but maybe yeah. there is, maybe there isn't one. But there probably is, and I just don't know what it yeah, is. Yeah, okay, but. well, we'll get more educated. Yeah. You know, yeah. it's, it's it's a process. Um, well, and, and gender, I think maybe gender bending or something like that is a term people use. I don't know, gender like, fluid or like yeah. just or like non gen like a non gender conforming. Yeah, non -gender. yeah, gender yeah. non conforming. There we go. Boom. Yep. And, but like, uh, I I want to say like kudos to you for just like being very <laughs> blunt about that because I feel like that's like people don't want to say shit like that like a lot of dudes are like i don't want to i don't want to admit that i want to do that i don't want to oh, yeah. you know and it's like if you're gonna fucking consider it like fucking you, you might have to consider some things that are outside of the realm of what you immediately consider socially acceptable or what you mm -hmm. immediately considered acceptable within your sexuality if you're exploring your sexuality oh and i have this weird backwards thing because i was raised in portland by like super i was gonna say super liberal parents but that's not even enough like my dad was a communist my mom was just like <laughs> comrade super, <laughs> super left wing mm -hmm. and like we went to gay pride every year yeah. and like my best friend's mom was lesbian and like so same thing it's like i it was never an issue it was never weird or like i homosexual was always totally normal and but but for me i just for some reason always felt like oh yeah like i have to be the ally i have to support these people yeah but i'm not like not one of them yeah like well and it, and it was like it said it's, it was from i was like i, I don't want to be claiming your guy's identity, mm -hmm. all's identity, because it doesn't, because I don't feel it's strong enough. Yeah, yeah. I, I've heard that before that a lot of people that identify as bisexual feel like they're like, am I like taking imposter? A, yeah, or yeah, yeah or that imposter like, syndrome. Yeah, or they're yeah. claiming to be part of a community that they're not, but then also like there are a lot of people that feel yeah. that way too. So it's, I, I think it's a controversial thing. Would, like because I was in like middle school, really, that like the, the, 
conception of that middle school people kind of suck sometimes so if you're talking about that middle school that was it was really awkward for me oh yeah 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 i mean yeah i I'm somebody who very recently like kind of figured out where I land on all of that. And I still feel like fear. So to be able to, to have found yourself that early, I think is, is yeah, a super cool thing. Cool. Thank so. you. It was, it was, it was an awkward experience, but I'm kind of glad that I was very honest with myself. You yeah. know what I mean? How old are you? I, I'm, I'm, I'm 26 now. I was, I think I was like 12 or 13 when I was like, you know, maybe this is a fucking thing. Cause I was, I was definitely like, I remember like my first kiss was in like first grade or some shit. So I was, I was never really shy to like the idea of like, you know, couples like romance or like uh, identifying yourself and stuff like that yeah. but that just crossing that threshold was weird <laughs> especially yeah. with the, nobody else when people were like dogging on people for that yeah yeah, yeah. especially yeah. dudes dudes that experience yeah. that were just kind of got it well i enjoy this conversation a whole hell of a lot but we are at our hour mark so thank you so much for coming oh, and yeah, sharing with so us much. i thank know it's snuck right me. up yeah i appreciate you this coming being cool. honest sharing your life sharing your music all of it so yeah, it's been a pleasure you. that has been the smoke break we're here every sunday from 9 to 10 a.m on shady pines radio as well as pretty dope experience radio and we will see you next time i want to suck a dick <laughs> <laughs> Me too! <laughs>